Welcome to Strictly Facts, a guide to Caribbean history and culture, hosted by me, Alexandria Miller. Strictly Facts teaches the history, politics, and activism of the Caribbean and connects these themes to contemporary music and popular culture. Welcome, Strictly Facts fam. We are wishing you a very happy September. Minos a free Pia Bun with back to school, but not before one of the most historic representations of Caribbean culture took place in Brooklyn over the long weekend, the West Indian Day Parade. As we've discussed in earlier episodes with Shauna Ringgod, carnival celebrations are an homage to the resistance of our enslaved ancestors, so it's only natural that they moved with us and became part of our cultures in the diaspora. The West Indian Day Parade originated in the 1920s as indoor celebrations coordinated by Trinidadian immigrant Miss Jessie Waddle. Roughly two decades later, Waddle and fellow Trinidadian Rufus Goring applied for a permit to hold the first official West Indian Day Parade in Harlem in 1947 as they formed the West Indies Day Association. Harlem was the perfect site of the parade's first staging with the legacies of Black art and culture set forth by the Harlem Renaissance and its growing Caribbean population. Furthermore, the parade was cleverly set to be held during Labor Day weekend instead of during Lent to embrace the warmer summer temperatures similar to carnivals set back home on the islands. One of the most beautiful things I've found about the West Indian Day Parade is that it fosters a capacious understanding of the Caribbean that transcends regional boundaries to attract millions of people annually from Caribbean islands, as well as those from nations like Panama, Brazil, and Guyana, that as we've discussed throughout Strictly Facts, are indeed part of our Caribbean community. Waddle also intended to have the parade serve as, and I quote, a builder of goodwill between West Indians and Americans, end quote, as the parade and other activities led by the association highlighted the need for African-American support of the growing Caribbean ethnic group. The parade continued in Harlem until 1964, when their permit was eroded due to disorderly conduct. The West Indies Day Association was renamed the West Indian American Day Carnival Association, and under the leadership of Chairman Carlos Lazama was moved to its new home in Brooklyn five years later, where it has been held since. The West Indian Day Parade reflects such an integral part of Caribbean American culture in New York that it is referenced and featured in countless Calypso and Soca songs. Celebrating two of my favorite throwbacks for this Strictly Fact sounds are Calypso Rose's 1979 Gunplay on the Parkway, and Mighty Sparrow's Mass in Brooklyn, in which he sings that you could be from any Caribbean island, and yet everyone likes to be in Brooklyn on Labor Day. And if you're looking for a crossover reference in hip-hop, Jay-Z even gestures to the West Indian Day Parade in his 2009 song, Empire State of Mind. So for our listeners in New York who plans throughout Brooklyn on Monday, and for those who have yet to attend, Strictly Facts just had to share this long history with you and hope that you enjoyed its first staging in two years. We'll be back in two weeks with a very interesting conversation I bet some of you have never considered. Send us your guesses on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and we might send you a sneak peek. Till then, thank you for listening. Little more. Thanks for tuning in to Strictly Facts. Visit strictlyfactspodcast.com for more information from each episode. 
Follow us at Strictly Facts Pod on Instagram and Facebook and at Strictly Facts PD on Twitter.